Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm your host to talk about mindfulness and emotional intelligence and the wonderful benefits that these things can give us by practicing mindfulness every day and, and allowing the emotional intelligence to, to flow from that practice. You know, I'm here to tell you that doing that can uh, reduce your stress, can increase your happiness, and, and really just increase your level of well-being on a psychological as well as a physical level. And, uh, and yeah, and just allow you to be happy and allow you to live the life that you want to live. Um, and I'm here to talk today. It's Wednesday, so that means that it's practice day. Uh, every Wednesday in this in this podcast, I give you a uh, formal meditation that you... Um, it's normally done via a guided meditation recording that I record myself. Uh, however, I have broken form from that a couple of times, and I'm going to do that again today because, um, you know, while guided meditations are very, very helpful, um, I kind of talk about them in terms of, you know, being a guy, I guess, you know, I think power tools and being a musician, I think, uh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, musical instruments. And so I think of, of guided meditations almost like a power tool. Or, or like an electric guitar, right? And an electric guitar is a wonderful instrument. I love my electric guitar, right? But but I need to be able to plug it into something in order to play it, right? And so and so if I'm I'm around a campfire, for instance, my electric guitar is basically useless, right? So and I, I kind of look at guided meditations in a similar way, okay? You know, if if you're rely and, and believe me, there are some amazing technology uh, solutions out there for meditations these days, right? There's, um, you know, people tell me about watches that they have that have meditation, um, you know, programs on them. Uh, you know, there's apps on your phone you can do. There's, you know, there's all kinds of ways that you can get access to guided meditations. And I think that's wonderful. Okay. But, but what happens when your phone dies? What happens when your watch, you leave your watch at home? What happens when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't have service or what have you, right? You know, the, the thing that I'm trying to say here is that by, by relying on guided meditations, you are automatically, you know, restricting yourself to, to the access to that guided meditation in order to be able to meditate. And the thing about meditation is, especially when we talk about stress reduction and, and just living in mindfulness, you know, a lot of times I'll do meditations that, that last, you know, 30 seconds, you know, and I do them in my car when I'm feeling stressed because I'm stuck in traffic, you know, and, and at that moment, you know, plugging into a guided meditation is not the answer, right? At that moment, what I really need is a self-guided meditation. So, so that's what I want to talk about today is, you know, there's, there's different, you know, obviously there's plenty of guided meditations that you can do, and I've given you a bunch of them myself. So I definitely believe in them, right? But I also very strongly believe in self-guided meditation as well, because, you know, as I just explained, it's always with me, right? I mean, that's the thing. And, and because we use our breath for, for, you know, self-guided meditations, at least that's a really great thing that you can use for you for your self-guided meditation, your breath is always with you, right? Like it's impossible to leave the house without it, right? Because if you do, you won't live very long, you know? Um, you know, interestingly, talking about breath, you know, um, somebody recently pointed out to me that, that you know, people have been known to, to go on hunger strikes that can last, you know, weeks, if not months, right? People can go without water for days, right? But the one thing you can't live with for, for more than, you know, a minute or two is breath, 
right? You literally can't live without it. And so, um, and so, so it's always with you. And that's, and that's one of the most beautiful things about self-guided meditations that I talk about, you know, to put it in the context of a, of a musical instrument, you know, it's an acoustic guitar instead of an electric guitar to put it in the context of a tool, right? Like it's, it's a, a power tool that you have to plug in would be a, a guided meditation, but a, a, a self-guided meditation is like a Swiss army knife that you have in your pocket, you know, and you can do, you know, there's all these different tools you can use for it and it's always with you, right? You can carry it everywhere you go. So today I want to give you a, a self-guided meditation that is so simple. It's like, I, I actually teach children this and, and children are, are very capable of, of grasping it, of using it and, and of benefiting from it. Okay. But you know, it's not just children who can benefit from this. Okay. If, if you're new to meditation or, or certainly if you're new to self-guided meditation, for instance, if you've listened to this podcast for, you know, for a long time and you've been doing the guided meditations and you're feeling really good about that, but you've never tried a a self-guided meditation, well, then this one is a great way to get into it, okay? Now, most people don't have to use this method for more than a few weeks before they get the hang of it, um, even less than a few weeks even, Um, but but it's a really great way to get started because it's the the thing that this this, uh, self-guided meditation does is it helps you to see when your mind has wandered, okay? That's, that's the biggest challenge with meditating, whether you're talking about a guided meditation or any kind of meditation, right? The, the biggest challenge for most people, especially in the beginning, is the mind wandering. Now, here's the thing. Your mind is always going to wander, Right. I don't care if you've been meditating. I mean, you know, maybe people have been meditating for 40, 50 years, you know, like 60,000 hours in their lives, like Tibetan monks we're talking about. You know, maybe they don't have their minds wander, although I suspect that even they do. But the thing is that they they probably are just so keenly tuned and acutely tuned to to how their mind wanders, that it's not a problem for them, right? They have uh, ultimate control over it, okay? But for most of us who live in society and and, and have day jobs and, and have, you know, hectic lives like the people listening here, like me, um, you know, we, you know, our minds are always going to wander. And, and it's not a bad thing. And this is an important part of what we're, what we talk about here. Because remember, it's all about paying attention in the present moment, non-judgmentally, you know, non-judgmentally, right? <laughs> I meant to stress that because that's the key, right? Like, like we don't judge our minds wandering because our minds are supposed to wander, right? Like the mind creates thoughts like the, you know, Jack Cornfield says that the mind uh, creates thoughts like, like the salivary glands create saliva, right? Like, like you can't stop your mouth from, from, you know, creating saliva, right? Because it just, that's what it does, right? That's the same way that you can't stop your mind from, from thinking and, and which is essentially what mind wandering is. But what you can do is you can practice recognizing that your mind has wandered and bringing it back to the present moment and and bring it back to paying attention on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally all right and that right there is the key to everything that i talk about here in this podcast and so since you listen every day or or since you're listening now um 
you know, this is what I'm, I'm trying to help you with, right? This is, this is the whole thing. And so, so here's how you can do a formal practice without any help from a guided recording, okay? What I call it is, is very simple, and I didn't make this up. This comes from uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who is a Zen master uh, from Vietnam. Um, he's like 94 years old now, I think. So, you know, he's been doing this for quite some time and, uh, and he's truly an amazing guy. So, so if you, the spelling of his name is T H I C H, uh, N H A T H A N H. Tick not Han, okay, and so and uh, he's written some amazing books, and I learned of this particular practice through one of his books. Now, this he uses for adults, okay, but he also uses for children because it's it's that easy. Um, but it's but it's also not just that it's easy; it's just so you know, so kind of ready-made for us to just get into it, okay? So so it's, so let me just explain it to you it's before I, I don't need to, um, you know, uh, describe it any further. I'll just tell you what it is and I'll give you the instructions here on how to do it. So the setup for, for doing meditation is always going to be the same, okay? You're going to try to find a, play, a position that is both, you know, relaxed and alert at the same time, okay? So the idea behind that is that you want to be in a position that you can hold for a long time comfortably right? Like you want to be able to sit there for, you know, even though most people don't do more than like 10 minutes, 20 minutes of meditation at a time, you want a position where, you know, if you had to sit there for hours that you could, okay, that's kind of the idea, okay? So so in order to find that position, it has to be something that is not so rigid that you're getting tired from it. And it also has to be not so relaxed that you're going to fall asleep, right? So, so find that position for yourself. And that's, that's really unique to everyone, okay? Some people, like me, I like to lie down on my back, okay? And I can, I can meditate lying down on my back for hours, okay? Um, it's just something that works for me. Now, that might not work for you. Maybe for you, it's sitting upright in a chair. Maybe for someone else, it's sitting in a lotus position, right? Which is the cross-legged uh, kind of position, you know? Um, a lot of times in, in meditation studios, they'll have these little uh, chairs with low backs on them so that you can sit on the floor and have something supporting your your lower back, uh, because a lot of people can't really handle the lotus position uh, for a long time. And you can sit in these little chairs and have your legs out and they put a blanket over your legs. And, uh, and so maybe that's the solution, you know, <laughs> but, um, but really what you want to do is you find a, a position that is both re- relaxed and alert at the same time. Okay. And then you want to close your eyes if, if you're comfortable with that. Okay. The reason why we close our eyes is because we don't want distraction of a visual stimulus coming in. Okay, Uh, so close your eyes if you're comfortable with that. And I like to tell people to take three really deep breaths, okay, before they start their meditation. And there's a couple of different reasons for doing that. Number one is that you're going to get some really important and beautiful and healthy oxygen into your lungs, okay? That oxygen is going to get into your brain. It's going to wake you up. It's going to feel good. It's going to be energize you, and it's going to be just beneficial on many different levels. So take three really deep breaths, as deep as you can. Get as much uh, air into your lungs, drawing from your abdomen, as much air into your lungs as you possibly can hold. Hold it for a couple of seconds, and then breathe it all out. Push it all out with your abdomen, and just like, you know, it feels so good. So do that three times. 
And the other thing that that's going to do, in addition to getting some much needed oxygen into your body, which you always need, again, like you can survive without food for months, you can survive without water for days, you can't survive without oxygen for more than a few minutes, right? So, so it's, it's good for you. So practicing that alone is also going to be good for you. So those are two great uh, points of, of why to do that. But the third one, and this is very important for the, um, the, the work that I do, is that, you know, because we're trying to get our, ourselves into a habit of, of doing this work, right? By, by taking three intentional deep breaths, what we're doing is we're signaling and doing that over and over and over again. Every time we sit down to, uh, to, to do a meditation, what we're doing is we're signaling our subconscious mind that this is something we want to do. Okay. And, and so after a few times, your subconscious mind is going to realize that, okay, this is what my body wants to do right now. So, so therefore, instead of, you know, taking, you know, trying to give it reasons not to do this, to, to, you know, to let the subconscious thoughts creep in that, you know, that, oh, you're really afraid of this. You shouldn't be doing this. This is not good for you. We should watch television instead. We should go on Instagram or Facebook, or we should have something to eat, or we should have a cup of coffee or a cup of wine, you know, instead of all those kind of, um, you know, subconscious thoughts, your, your subconscious mind is going to say, okay, this is what you want to do. Boom. I'm going to give you plenty of attention. I'm going to give you plenty of power to do this thing that you're trying to do. Okay. Because your brain, your, your brain and your subconscious mind are going to believe after just a few sittings that this is not dangerous to you and that there's no reason why, you know, why they should try to stop you from doing it. And that's just the way the subconscious mind works. Right. And that's also what triggers the stress response, right? The stress response is always triggered by something that you perceive as a threat to your well-being, right? So, so this alone, right? Just that sitting down with the intention to, to meditate and taking those three deep breaths to signal your body and your subconscious mind that this is what you are setting an intention to do. Just doing that is going to reduce your stress with nothing else. Okay. So, so that is a hugely important reason to do this. Okay. So once you've done that, once you've sat down in a position that is both, um, uh, relaxed and, and alert at the same time, you've closed your eyes, you've taken three really deep breaths. Now we're in the meditation. And what we're going to do first is we're going to let our breath just sort of, you know, settle into its normal, natural rhythm. Okay. Now it's important to just allow it to happen. You're not going to try try to breathe in a certain way. You're not going to, um, you know, uh, think about how your body's breathing. You're not going to try to control your breath. You're simply going to allow your breath to happen. Okay. And, um, and then what we want to do is once our, our, breath has settled into that rhythm. What we want to do is we want to just sense it. Okay. Now I like to use the you know, I like to use the metaphor of watching the breath, okay? But that's, I don't know if that works for everybody. But basically what we're trying to do is just sense the, the breath coming in and out of our body. Now, we can do that in one of two really convenient places, okay? The first, we can either pay attention to the, the, the air coming in and out of our nose or our mouth. If your nose is stuffed up, as you know, that sometimes happens, and you're breathing through your mouth, that's fine. Doesn't mean it's not going to work. Um, but, but just paying attention to that sensation of the air coming in and out. 
Alternatively, in the way that I like to do it, is I like to pay attention to the rise and fall of my abdomen as I'm breathing, okay? Now, again, you're not thinking about your breathing and you're not trying to breathe in a control or, or uh, effort, you know, based way. You're literally just, you know, just paying attention to it, okay? Whether you want to visualize that as watching it or you want to visualize it as, as feeling it, that's up to you, whatever works for you. But you're just trying to sense the in-breath, the out-breath, and the spaces in between, okay? And so do that for, for you know, maybe 10 15, 20 seconds, something like that, with just just letting it happen, right? And then after about 20 seconds or so, you then want to simply start counting your breaths, okay? And, and there's a specific way I'm going to ask you to count your breaths, and this is how this whole thing works, okay? So this is, this is the whole crux of this practice, okay? So you're going to count in a specific way. You're going to go one in, one out, two in, two out three in, three out. And you're going to go like that. And, and, and each time you're counting, it's when you're either feeling that breath come in or go out and you're pausing in the in-between. Okay. So, so it's not, you know, you're not, you're counting with your breath. Okay. Um, and so, and you're going to count in that way up to 10 and then you're going to start over again at one. Okay, now this is a, there's a specific reason for that. Okay. You know, and, and here's how this is going to work. Most people can get through the first 10. That's not even true. You know, most people don't even get through the first 10, but, but some people get through the first 10, but then the, the, the next 10, they get, you know, it's like it, it because, or, you know, most people just at some point, it's like, you know, it's like one in, two out, two in, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, backtrack. <laughs> I made a mistake. One in, one out, two in, two out, three in, three out, four in, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? What's going on with my, why does my knee hurt the way it does? Uh, gosh, I wonder what's on TV tonight. What's, what's the deal with that person at work earlier like that, that said that thing to me? Uh, gosh, I forgot about that, that thing that I have due to tomorrow at work. I got I to gotta get up and start. Oh my gosh, what's going on? And do you see how that happens? That's how the mind wanders. That's exactly how it feels, okay? So, so what you want to do is, is at some point, you're going to realize that you're no longer counting, Okay, and when you realize that you're no longer counting, what you're going to do is, and this is very, very important, so please pay attention to what I'm about to say right now. What you want to do then is you want to simply acknowledge that your mind has wandered and that you're no longer counting. Okay, and when I say simply acknowledge, I mean don't judge yourself for it. Okay, this is important. Okay, don't say, oh God, I can't believe I did this again. You know, don't say, oh, I'm no good at this or don't say, you know, any of that kind of stuff because again, that's going to give your subconscious this this sort of ammunition to say, you know, oh, you don't really want to be doing this. You know, you, you really want to be on your Facebook right now, you know, and, and getting some dopamine through that. You know, that's really what you want to be doing. You know, so, so, so it's really important that once you realize, you know, again, one in, one out, two in, two out, three in, three out, what's for dinner tonight? You know, as, as soon as you realize that this train of thought has taken you away from counting your breaths, you simply start again at one. Okay, so, so one in, one out, two in, two out, 
three in, three out. What's for dinner tonight? I wonder what what's going to happen tomorrow at work. What was up with that person during lunch today who, who made fun of my salad? You know, gosh, remember that bus driver today? He, you know, what bad breath that person had. And, oh, wow, I'm not counting anymore. Huh, okay, let me start over. One in, one out. Two in, two out. Three in, three out. Gosh, that ice cream I had earlier was really good. I, I hope that I can have that again sometime. What was that flavor again? It's, it was pistachio. I've never had pistachio ice cream. It's so, how come I've never had pistachio ice cream? I'm not counting anymore. One in, one out, two in, two out. Okay, so you see how that works? And, and, and I apologize again. I'm, I'm not going to re-record this uh, you know, right now, but I, I did make that mistake. I hope you'll forgive me, but you know, it's always the one in, one out, two in, two out. And, and the reason why we go to 10 is because it's really easy to, to, you know, again, your mind is going to wander. Okay. You are going to think about other things while you're trying to do this. It's going to happen. It's not a question of if it's a question of when, especially in the beginning. However, the more you do it, the, the more, you know, it's going to go from having like 10 thoughts in a row or 50 thoughts in a row before you realize that your mind has wandered. It's going to go down to like two thoughts or even, and as you get really good at it, it's going to become one thought. Then it's going to be like the beginning of one thought. And then, and then soon you will be in a position where you can see your mind wandering before it even wanders in a way. It's, it's kind of, it's hard to explain that, but, but you're going to get there if you keep doing this every single day. Okay. And so, um, and so, so the reason why we don't go beyond 10 is because, you know, it gets very complicated, right? Like 31 in, 32 out, you know, 31 in, 31 out, 32 in, 32 out. You know, it's like, you, you, who knows how many times your mind's going to wander in that space, right? So, so, and then, and then when you, and then when you realize your mind's wandered, okay, what was I up to? Was it 31 or 21 or 42? Oh gosh, I, you know, you can see how that goes, right? So, so that's why we keep it very simple. You go up to 10, start over at one. Okay. Now most people, and, and this is not to set any kind of, uh, you know, uh, standard for you or anything like that, but most people only need to do this for, you know, a week or two, right? Before, before then you don't need to do the counting anymore. You just kind of, you know, you just breathe and you realize when your mind has wandered. Okay. And, and again, I can't express strongly enough how important it is that you don't judge your, your mind wandering. Okay. And here's the thing that that does, right? By, by not judging it by, you know, what you're doing is you're practicing, right? And by, and, and again, it's, it's a really beautiful thing because your mind is going to wander so many times, especially in the beginning that you're going to get lots of practice in recognizing that your mind has wandered, right? And then, and by not judging it, you're getting every, every single time you you have the opportunity to practice non-judging, right? And remember, mindfulness is paying attention in the present moment on purpose, non-judgmentally. Okay. So, so you will find yourself, you know, through this practice, you will find yourself not judging your experiences, right? And you'll find yourself, um, in a position where, where non-judging becomes second nature to you, right? The, uh, the other thing that's really beneficial about that is that you're going to get practiced at letting go, 
right? Like, like once you realize that your mind is tumbling on this like thought, you know, what I call a runaway train of thought, right? Because we have the train of thought. So I call it the runaway train of thought. And once you realize that, it's like it, it becomes easier and easier to just say, okay, that's gone. I don't need to worry about that anymore. I'm going to let it go. Okay. And again, you're, you know, it's, it, you can look at it as a very positive thing because every time your mind wanders, you're, you're given an opportunity to practice this. And every time you practice it, you make it more permanent, more of a habit, more automatic. All right. Um, and so, so yeah, so I recommend what I tell my clients to do on this is to, um, is to come up with a, an amount of time that you feel you can do this practice exactly as I described it. You can do this every single day for 30 days without a break. Okay. And, um, and actually this is something that's, that's been suggested by neuroscientists like Richie Davidson, who I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Right. And, um, and so, so it's legit, (laughs) you know, this is a guy who's been meditating for, you know, 40 some odd years and he's a, he's a world-class, you know, world-renowned, um, you know, brain scientist. (laughs) So, so when he gives a a little piece of advice, I tend to listen to it. And, and, and so the reason why we want to do it 30 days in a row is because that's when a habit starts to form, right? And so so what I tell people is to pick a duration of time that you can do every single day for 30 days, even if it's just one minute, okay? Even just one minute a day, right? And, and then what I tell people is, especially when you're first starting with meditation, don't do more than that amount of time at any given session, right? So like, like a lot of people will say like, okay, you know, I can do two minutes, but I know I should do 10 minutes. So I'm going to try to do 10 minutes. Don't do that for the first 30 days. What you want to do is do two minutes. If, if two minutes is the time that you've picked, do two minutes at, you know, say nine o'clock in the morning. And then if you want to do more, do another two minutes at 10 o'clock or 11 or, or 930 even, you know, or even like 903, right? <laughs> like, like just break it up into two minute segments. Keep that number because that's a number that you've decided you can do and you can hold yourself accountable to that number. If you try to extend that again, Again, it might become challenging and then again your your subconscious mind is going to start you know creeping in and saying oh you see yeah this isn't for us we we got to do something different you know put this stuff away we'll, we'll figure something else out so turn on the tv let's see what's on you know and then that's where and that's where the the habit becomes interrupted right so um so listen that's what I got for you today. That's the, that's the practice for this Wednesday. I hope it made sense. I'm uh, sorry again that I fumbled on, on the instructions there, but, um, but I hope, you know, I hope I recovered quickly enough, uh, that it's always one in one out, two in two out, three in three out. And there's a reason for that too, right? Because every breath includes the in breath and the out breath. Okay. And, and it also includes that space in between. Right. And, and when we can, you know, and and this becomes metaphoric in our mind because, you know, even bad situations, even something like tremendous pain, right, that you might be in, it's never a constant thing. There is always a, a waning and waxing to even, even pain and also pleasure. 
right? And so this is a way that we can, you know, also practice to, you know, to, to see our experiences, even negative experiences like pain, like a toothache, you know, the pain comes and goes. And the more we can realize that coming and going, the, the more we're going to be able to manage that pain. And the way that we can see the coming and going most clearly is by focusing on the time where it's not there, okay, which is that space in between. And that space in between also comes to represent our neutral experiences. You remember yesterday I talked about like if you do have a toothache, right? All you think about is like, oh my gosh, as soon as I get this toothache, you know, as soon as I get to the dentist and and feel better, uh, I'll, you know, I'll be so happy, right? But yet we very rarely wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm so happy I don't have a toothache today, right? And so, so this practice by focusing on the in, the out, and that space in between that will give you the practice to develop the habit of seeing the neutral situations in your life, just like you see the negative ones and the positive ones, which is without judgment. All right. So I hope that's helpful for you folks. Um, again, uh, I hope, you know, yeah, just, I hope this was helpful. And if you have any questions about this, okay, or, or if you want to give me any comments about anything, or you want to just chat in any kind of way, I encourage everyone to get in touch with me if, if you'd like, okay? There's um, two different ways that you can do that. Number one, simply send me an email, art at artburnscoaching.com, okay? I answer every single email that comes into that mailbox, and you can test me on that, <laughs> okay? But you will get an answer within, say, 24 hours max, okay? Um, or you can book a call with me. Now, I call these calls uh, a virtual cup of tea, and the reason I call them that is because like sitting down for a cup of tea with someone, right, there's, um, there's no obligation to it. Okay. There's no strings attached. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm not trying to, you know, hook you into my program. In fact, I just got off a a call with someone today and this was actually more of a, you know, like, Hey, if you want to find out about my program, give me a call kind of thing. And, and he remarked at how, you know, he was like, one of the reasons I wanted to get on the call was to see how much you were going to push me to get into your program. And I'm really happy that you didn't push me at all. You know, and so I just want you to know that because a lot of times people are reluctant to get in touch with me because they feel like, oh, I don't really want to join the program. I don't have the money. I don't want to, you know, uh, just, no, I'm not, uh, never mind, never mind. I'm going to go away, you know? And, um, and so I just want you to re, I want to reassure you that, that I am, I am definitely a very, um, you know, very accommodating with that. And I, I never, ever, ever want to push somebody to do something that they want to do. And the reason I say that is that if you are interested in working in my, you know, currently I'm offering an eight-week uh, program to, to learn mindfulness and develop, develop um, habits of mindfulness that, that are specifically geared to reducing stress, uh, but also are geared to increasing emotional intelligence and also will have lots of other benefits that you don't know until you get them. Um, but if you're interested in exploring getting into that, it's a very low-cost program and it's, uh, and it's very, very effective. And it's a group program, which means that we learn in community and, uh, and it's really a beautiful thing. And, um, and so if you are interested in that, you're going to be the one that asks for that. Okay. I'm not going to get you on a call saying, Oh yeah, what questions do you have about that practice? Oh, I see that you have these practices. So what's it going to take to get you into my program today? (laughs) You know, it's nothing like that, right? If you call about a, a question about this practice or about anything specific, I'm going to answer that specific question for you. And I am not going to be the one that brings up the, the program. So if you're interested in the program, all you have to do is ask. And, and once you ask, I will give you plenty of information, but again, in a very
very non-pushy, non-obligatory way. All right, so I hope that makes sense. So, so the way to schedule that virtual cup of tea is very simple. You go to my website, artburnscoaching.com. Right along the top, there's a bunch of tabs. One says virtual cup of tea. Click on it. You go into my calendar program. Only the times that are available to me are listed there. You pick one. You sign up. You, you basically just put your phone number in. And I think there's a couple other questions that I asked just to kind of, you know, just so I know a little bit something about you before we get into the call. And um, and once you answer those questions, it'll take all but 30 seconds. And uh, and you hit submit. And we're booked. All right. And I'll call you at that time. And uh, we can either do a phone call or a video chat. That's one of the questions that, that gets asked there um and and yeah and we'll just have a nice quick you know 15 to 30 minute conversation and um i've never had one of these conversations that you know that that we didn't walk away both people walk away feeling really delighted that we had it all right so uh so yeah if, if you're interested or if you have any questions please feel free to book that or or send me an email uh, so with that, I'm going to say goodbye and tell you I can't wait to come in tomorrow and do another podcast and, um, and that I wish you well. All right, folks, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.